0: how do you regulate your emotion
1: one of the macro things here right is that I think a lot of people make a very unfortunate and flawed assumption about this and they 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 start from the position that you know uh I'm super emotional and then they get a whole bunch of feedback that that's not good for whatever reason Mm -hmm. society feeds that back to them and then they generate this belief that well if I'm hyper emotional or just emotional to any degree which we all are myself included and I get negative feedback about that well therefore the goal must be to be not emotional at all Mm. And that's very inaccurate, right? Um, The reality is that um, as human beings, we're always going to be emotional. Um, The variable is not so much do we or don't, do we not feel emotions? It's to what degree do we let the emotion dictate our behavior? Okay. Right, so there's a subtle distinction between Having and not having emotions versus having them, but then not letting them dictate your behavior. But there's an intellectual component of this, like actually understanding what's happening and why. You know, what are your emotions? You know, why do we have them? You know, how do you define them? In what context do they present themselves? You know, there's this intellectual and you know, educational part. Yeah, you know, and then there's a there's a more kind of um, uh, you know tactile experiential component of it, which is well, like you know, how do you recognize that and feel that and you know capture it in in real time so an equivalent might be you know if you look at a sport athlete um ue michael jordan is always a great example um he's not even really like he's he's unconsciously competent Mm. he's so good that he's never really thinking about much it's kind of just happening um the opposite of the spectrum is unconsciously incompetent so most Mm. people are completely unaware that their emotions are taking control so it, it, this is a skill acquisition process, mm. no different to playing a sport. And yeah, you know, a lot of people will conventionally say, "Well, yeah, we we study for the intellectual component. Maybe for the more tactile, experiential part, we maybe we meditate, mm. maybe we reflect and we journal, maybe we have a coach that we talk to to you know sort of break down these reflections." So there's a lot of um, you know practice involved with doing that, and a lot of people unfortunately want to simplify it to don't have emotions, which in my opinion is probably if we come back to the leadership perspective, leading with no emotions is fundamentally flawed, in my opinion. Uh, In the sense that you need to be able to make decisions um, from a commercial perspective without your emotions interfering, but everyone that you're leading has emotions. Mm. And by virtue of that, you must be able to understand them. And to understand them, you must be able to understand yourself. Therefore, you must be emotionally driven. So Mm. it's a little um, counterintuitive, but a lot of people get lost in the oversimplification, right? They have a low fidelity view. Yeah,
0: so staying within the spectrum of what an emotion yeah should be right you don't you you don't go over that line you don't go below that line you stay in what is a goldilocks zone i guess and well i
1: mean you can think about it this way right you know to your the example you use is that there's a stimulus yeah and then there's the response and then in between the two there's this space which we call choice Mm -hmm. right but there's also another way of looking at that and that is that well does does the way you feel in business really need to have any link to the decision that you make right so for example, you know, you're trying to do a big business deal, uh, I'll use my own experience here you know, at Sweat, we, we went through one, and 36 hours before it was meant to come to a close that ended up falling over, it cost me more than $10 million of my own money, you know, it was a massive public failure because I'd guaranteed a whole bunch to, you know, the team, which was, you know, a, a, a bit of a, a learning from my part in management and leadership. In, in that particular scenario, I can sit there and be really angry, I can be really you know, angry because something's got it in our way sad because i've you know lost out something embarrassed because i've just you know had failure in front of a huge bunch of people um and then the natural response to the those combination of emotions would be to recluse Mm. it would be to run away and hide for a lot Mm. of people right correct that's a terrible decision from a leadership and management perspective agree yeah if you want to set a culture that welcomes learning and failure you have to acknowledge your own Mm. right and so in that case yeah you might have stimulus you know choice and response right but the stimulus the emotion in this particular case here you know, and the choice don't necessarily actually have to have any relation to each other that's not necessarily a rule you know it's a useful principle to, to live by but um if you're constantly making decisions with the emotions being the key variable that you consider well then don't ever expect to make a lot of money in the long term because mm. the commercial transactions you know if you're doing a very big deal with a bunch of investment bankers or MA people or acquirers they're not worried about if you're happy sad or otherwise yeah. they're worried about if the transaction makes sense they need to feel good about it right but your decisions have to be quite rational and practical they can't be emotionally driven
0: do you think the skill comes from the continuation of making mistakes in that space where you learn or is it can you go from i mean i know we know this you can't just go from being at one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum in in, you have you have to get better and that's why they say look recently we did the podcast with mark randolph Mm. um uh, the the co-founder of netflix and uh, one of his quotes that he said was that you you know you learn as much. Um, well, saying that you can learn entrepreneurship from a book is the same as you can learn playing golf from a book, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you, you have to be able to play golf for yeah. you to learn it. Do you think? Do you think the same goes with uh, controlling emotions? You just have to be in it. You have to be in amongst it. You have to be overwhelmed. Build resilience, all of the above.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think to a degree. Um, again, it's like I think that's a great quote. Um, I, I'd probably. Yeah, I'd probably suggest, you know, rather than it being kind of like one or the other, it's just, it's always this combination of yeah. both, right? Like if we look at skill acquisition in general, um, and your yeah, leadership is a skill, management is a skill, uh, making decisions is a skill. These are all skills that we either, we don't have them or not have them. We all have them. They just sit somewhere between being not very effective and highly effective, mm. right? So we all sit somewhere here and the goal is always to move more towards the, the highly effective end. Um, I think when we look at business you know no matter how many shitty situations you put yourself in um, and how many times you kind of win fail or otherwise that's not actually going to reinforce efficient decision making right mm. it's the reflection you know it's the consideration it's the digestion of the feedback that you get right you know if you're in a boxing match and you constantly go one way and get hit the same way every time you can get hit 10 times 100 or a 1, thousand unless you take that as feedback <laughs> yeah. and they want to reflect and do it so you're going to keep getting knocked on the head right and so Business is very similar. I mean, uh, it, now since having exited one of the organizations I founded, SWED, and I've gone into quite a large amount of like advisory work with founders and, you know, mentoring or coaching capacity. It is fascinating to me how many people learn the same lesson many times. And that's kind of a, that's an ironic statement in itself because if you learn it once, you really shouldn't be yeah, <laughs> learning it, right? Yeah. But it, it's a really interesting um, thing to observe, you know, from an arm's length perspective right that in that case people's emotions and ego are blocking them from learning mm. right so yes you have to have the intellectual component read how to play golf or watch how to play golf then go try play some golf then reflect on the feedback that you know you're getting from the sport itself your body the results people watching you whatever you know digest the the feedback. Yeah. Yeah. it's just data right and again yeah. that sounds a little mechanical and people sometimes find those sorts of like words confronting it's like every day that you're at work you win lose or otherwise losing is a strong word so maybe it's win learn, or otherwise yeah that's all just feedback if you don't want to accept and digest the feedback well doesn't matter how much you play the sport great right so yeah. it's a combination of you know uh, do we intellectually learn you know do we um experientially learn if you want to think of it this way but then very importantly like the learning is still predicated upon receiving and ingesting and integrating feedback and new information right? mm. um, which unfortunately a lot of people don't do because they get emotionally blocked they're afraid or they're egotistical or whatever which yeah. we all have to a degree one of my favorite uh you know kind of perspectives or quotes if you will you know and i i very often ask this to people that i work with i say to them i'm like do you want to be right or do you want to win Right, or and you can change that to a variety of different contexts. You mm-hmm. know, if someone's doing a deal. It's like it's exit deal. It's like, well, do you want to be the smart person in the room, or do you want to be rich? You yeah. know, like what what are the kind of polar extremes here that we want to go at? And the one that presents itself to founders very often is, well, like, do you want to be comfortable, or do you want to progress? Because the two very, very rarely exist together. Yeah. You know, and leadership and management is a great example. It's like it's really uncomfortable to digest the feedback if someone says to you, "You're not good at management," or "That didn't really work for me," or "It's not really effective," or whatever it might be. That's quite hard to digest. Mm. And people, uh, as you know, human beings, we always want to kind of autonomously move towards the path of least resistance. And the path of least resistance in many of these environments is well, avoid the feedback, avoid the data, hide. You know, it's kind of head in the sand type mm. mentality and. Normally, the people that are hyper successful do
0: that less. Mm. How did you learn and develop yourself to, mm. to get to where you are now that you're that you're talking so many truths and have so many mm. different thoughts? How do you continually progress yourself? Yeah, um,
1: like one really solid cut through thought with all of this stuff, and the, the, to, to do this is free of charge. Right, it will cost you zero dollars. You don't need to learn it or study it. It's zero. It's free. Yeah. Right. And ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the world will never do it. It is seek. The truth right and to to add you know some explanation to that right most people seek knowledge and the issue with that is that not all knowledge or information is true and so when we seek truth we build the skill set that is to form our own opinion which requires digesting multiple sources of information or data going through our own problem solving and rationalization process and then arriving at a conclusion
0: what did you do as the ceo to really drum in this is the culture that we're working for. How did you lead by example? Uh, look, I, I think to
1: to state it, and this would be kind of very anticlimactic, but um, to to state it in the most honest and uh, kind of factually true manner, the only thing that I did was have an openness to it. Mm. You know, so like it would be false for me to say, "Hey, I was you know that uh, I was an epic leader or epic manager because yeah. I was terrible for the majority of the journey." Mm. And when I say terrible, it's not that I didn't try; it's just that the learning curve is just so big. Mm. You know, um, uh, I would say that I got pretty good, you mm. know, towards the end. Um, but I, you know, I was just incredibly lucky to be. Able to get access to, and, and eventually become surrounded by people that were just absolutely incredibly good at their jobs.
0: As a leader of this business, and you know, what was a non-negotiable for you? you
1: know, we use and collect information, metrics, or whatever to kind of make decisions. Mm-hmm. Right? But ultimately, all of those decisions that you make, or any decision made in any business, is, is it has a context, right? Mm-hmm. And the context in any business is ultimately the business model, mm-hmm. right? So you know, to your question, it's like, oh, what did I look at and what are the users It's like, well, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out, well, what actually are the right metrics for this particular business model that actually make sense in business? What's the name of the game? Well, make good quality decisions more often than you make
0: bad ones for a really long time. Mm. But you, like me, we're, we're, young, we're a young CEO, right? And, and, I, and I, look, anyone that's in, you know, lot 14 over there yep. doing these, you know, beautiful startup, fantastic tech yep. startup, fantastic, all the above, right? Yep. They're not sure if they're making the right decision. They're, you know, you come to a fork in a road, you go, shit, left or right, which way do I go? I'm going to choose left. Yep. Is that the right decision? And you go but in there. This with, comes
1: back to point one. They're afraid of accountability.
0: Yeah. Because well, at the
1: end of the day, like, you have to choose you, left or you right. Can, you just
0: circle back and go around the other yeah, part. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. the worst choice is to passively make no choice. Yeah. So the, the the biggest risk to most businesses, and especially early on, right when they're still figuring all the the basic junk out, right, the biggest risk is no decision. Mm. And the reason for that is because they don't have unlimited cash or time. Like, a lot of people think it's like, oh, I'm gonna sign this NDA. I don't want to share you anything. My idea is special, bespoke, rah, right. That's all crap. Ex- like all and all that's crap and yeah. all that wastes time. Yeah. Right. Like the important thing is like, how am I determining progress and what am I even trying to progress towards? Yeah. But most people are not even clear on those two things. Why? Because that's bloody scary. Mm. You say, oh, I'm building some super cool piece of tech. Okay, well, how are you objectively measuring if it does what you think it needs to do Mm. and is what you think it needs to do, even what the customer wants it to do? And if they want to do that, will they even pay for it? And if they will, how much will they pay? But like, that's a really simple conversation. Mm. Most people will never ever get to it because like, oh, I'm building cool tech. Every human behavior is a reflection of an emotional need. Yeah. Right. So emotions are very important. A lot of often, very often they're fuel. They certainly were and still are for me in a variety of different ways, right? But again, this comes back to the like: let the emotions do their thing. Do not let them make all your decisions.
0: How do you do that? Did you think it's based on the type of person and their upbringing? And
1: there's a lot of variables here, right? But absolutely. If you, you know, one of the biggest things that I learned about trying to improve decision making is if you're really having a tough time making a decision, write it all down. Because when you write it down, and you know, this, you know shock horror, what does writing it down do? Well, it makes us accountable to our thoughts. Mm. Because they're real, a lot of the time when people are trying to make decisions in their mind, you're on the fly, and ones that they, for whatever reason, find challenging, mm. right? Doing it exclusively internally, right, is a wonderful way to avoid accountability. When you write it down, you are now accountable. It's like, well, shit, yeah, actually, I do think that, and you know, and you start to get a bit of a reflection mm. of reality. And a lot of the time, with these things, uh, an exercise I would do is I'd write it down, leave it for a day not think about it Yeah. come back review it again see if I would change anything leave it another day come back and then I would make my decision because you get a bit of fresh perspective yeah. and also when it's written down you no longer need to think about it why? because you go oh yep I've already written all that down because it's a
0: physical object now yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: and so like as by virtue of that um, it's, I mean, it's great for clearing your mind yeah. you can review your thoughts the same way that you would review a piece of copywriting or review a contract or review a financials you can review it yeah. and analyze it and you effectively then become almost a third person in your first person
0: thank you so much for your time uh toby it's it's been amazing having you on oh, Thanks um, for hosting. someone like Uh, look age is not really a factor here but someone you know as youthful as you and experienced so much with so much knowledge is is definitely a testament to you and and all the hard work that you've put in over your career so kudos to everything that you've done and everything that you're going to do and 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 thank you um for sharing your knowledge on the show today thanks for having me mate really appreciate the time and questions beautiful thanks guys we'll uh, catch you next time thanks for listening to the podcast all you can check out the show notes if there was anything of interest to you and find out more about us at synergyiq.com.au i am going to ask though if you did like the podcast it would absolutely mean the world to me if you could subscribe rate and review and if you didn't like it that's all right too there's no need to do anything take care guys all the best